thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all. Hello everyone, I trust that you'll enjoy this week's special broadcast with Brother Scott Caudle. Brother Caudle will be preaching our mission revival starting this Saturday night, March the 5th at 6 p.m. and then Sunday morning and Sunday night, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. and then Monday and Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You're welcome. We'd love to have you join us March 5th through the 8th here at Northwood Baptist Church for Missions Revival with Brother Scott Cole. And right now, we're going to hear from Brother Caudle. God, give this dear woman die. Can you imagine that? No doubt you remember the story. She ran for the man of God. She ran for Elisha. And having obtained him, the Bible says in verse 34 of this chapter, that Elisha lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Elisha did it again according to verse 35. The child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Man alive, in 2 Kings chapter number 4, this woman is doing what she has within her power to do for the cause of God, the God of Jehovah, the God, the God Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And man, she's witnessing miracle after miracle after miracle. God opens her womb, blesses her with the gift of a male child. That little boy's out in the field one day. He cries. I'll not take time to read all of the verses, but the little boy cries, My head, my head! He falls right there in the field. They lay him on the lap of his mama. And after a while, that little boy dies. She takes him, lays him upon the bed of the man of God. She runs for Elisha. Elisha comes, stretches himself out on that little boy to the point that God brought the breath of life back in that little boy's life and he lived again. Man, don't tell me that it doesn't pay to serve God. Every time I read about the service in this woman's past and every time that I'm reminded that it was not only recognized by, but rewarded, Brother Webb, it assures me you can't outgive God. You can't outwork God. I'm telling you, it pays so we see first of all the service in this woman's past secondly we see the solemn warning of the prophet now I'm going to be honest with you for years I thought this woman's story ended in 2 Kings chapter 4 but it doesn't this woman's story continues in 2 Kings chapter 8 would you turn with me there now 2 Kings chapter number 8. And notice what the Bible says beginning with verse number 1. Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life. Well, we know exactly who he's talking to now, right? Saying, Arise and go thou in thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God 
And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Now here in 2 Kings chapter number 8, Elisha begins to give this great woman a very solemn, sobering warning. After all, she had been good to Elisha by caring for him and for providing for him. And now God continues to reward her service by informing her through the ministry of Elisha that a famine was going to come into the land. Here in this chapter, Elisha tells her that she's going to have to leave her house. That she needs to leave her farm. That she needs to leave her family and friends in that area and she needs to sojourn wheresoever she can sojourn. Most Bible commentators feel, and I agree, that this woman is a widow by now. Notice in 2 Kings chapter 8, her husband is no longer in the picture. And therefore, can you just imagine the anxiety? Can you imagine the enemy and the imps of hell attacking this woman? Can you imagine what the devil's telling her? You are a fool. This famine, and even if it, what Elisha says is right, and there's a famine come to the land, you're going to leave everything you're familiar with. You're going to leave your house. You're going to leave your farm. You're going to leave your family in this area. You're going to leave your familiar surroundings. And you're going to sojourn wheresoever you can sojourn. Isn't that interesting? Elisha never even told her where to go. Talk about faith. But she packs her bags. And by the way, did you notice where that she took up residence for seven years? The Bible teaches us right here in the text that God sent her to one of the most unlikely places that a Jew would have ever gone. Right in the middle of Philistine territory. Now if you know anything about the Old Testament of the Bible, you're aware of the fact that's enemy territory. But, oh, aren't you thankful the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with. So the Bible says that this little lady went and did according to the saying of the man of God. And just like Elisha had prophesied, the famine did come for seven long years. Now let me call your attention to the fact that there were no independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Christians down in Philistine territory. There was no Christian support group down in Philistine territory. I'm pretty bad to read between the lines of the Bible, and I know the Bible doesn't say this, but every time I read this woman's story, I want to ask the question, what did she do to make a living? Have you ever thought about what did she do to make a living for seven years? It's sort of like the Bible just goes silent right here for seven years. I don't know. Maybe she took in washing and ironing. Maybe she opened up the first Philistine daycare for little Philistine children so that when their mamas and daddies left, she could tell them about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she baked cakes and pies. I don't know. I like to think about that myself. I don't know. But I do know this. When she went down into Philistine territory, the only thing she had to hold on to was a portion of a promise from the man of God yes, that for seven years there would be a famine in the land. And at the end of seven years, 
the famine would be over. And she held on to that promise for seven long years. For seven years, Brother Hyde, there's no record of Elisha coming by. For seven years, there's no record of this woman attending the Central Georgia Jubilee to get encouragement from her friends in Christ. For seven long years, there's no camp meeting. There's no Christian fellowship. For She's in enemy territory. And boy, I tell you, that blows this Christian prosperity out of the water that all of these charismatics preach today. You'd have a hard time explaining that studying 2 Kings chapter 8 because quite frankly, 2 Kings chapter 4, man, God's working miracle after miracle after miracle in this woman's life. And now in 2 Kings chapter 7, it's like God is nowhere to be found. And can I just be honest with you tonight? Whoever it was that tried to convince you that all the Christian life was was just a series of mountaintop experiences, they have led you in a wrong direction. There will be 2 Kings chapter number 8 experiences in your life. I'm going to be honest with you. And all these preachers are here tonight. You know exactly what I'm saying is true. There will be times you will have 2 Kings chapter number 4 experiences in your ministry. When every time you preach, brother, somebody's going to walk an aisle. Somebody's going to say amen. Somebody's going to shout hallelujah. There will be times when seemingly God is so close that you can reach out and literally touch Him. But sooner or later, there's going to come a 2 Kings chapter number 8 experience in your ministry. And you're going to be right, can I say it like we used to say it at the foothills of North Carolina where I'm from, right smack slap dab in the middle of enemy territory and you're going to get down to pray and seemingly God isn't remotely interested in what you've got to say. There will be times you will get up to preach and you'll fight for every word. There will be times that you will go soul winning and you will knock on a hundred doors and not a single one will appreciate you coming by. Sooner or later, you're going to have a 2 Kings chapter number 8 experience in your Christian life. Not everything is going to go your way. Not everybody is going to appreciate you and let you know it. Not all of the money is going to come in like you planned for it to come in. In fact, sometimes you're going to have more month at the end of the money than you do money at the end of the month. Sooner or later, you're going to make a transition, friend, from 2 Kings chapter 4 to 2 Kings chapter 8. Man, in 2 Kings chapter 4, Elisha's coming by on a regular basis. God's showing up. He's producing miracle after miracle. Man, everything's going right in 2 Kings chapter 4. But in 2 Kings chapter 8, the bottom falls out. She finds herself in the middle of enemy territory with absolutely nothing but what few things she could put in a saddlebag and a portion of a promise from the man of God. 
Again, I'm pretty bad to read between the lines. I can see this woman at the end of the hard day's work, maybe after she took in the last load of washing and ironing, maybe after she baked the last pie, maybe after she sent the last little Philistine child home, I can see this woman and her son gather around the table with a single candlestick to have their evening meal. And after they had their evening meal, I believe that great woman of Shunem said something like this, Son, bring as much as we have now of the Bible. Let's, let's do our daily devotions. Let's read the Bible. And after they had their daily devotions, I believe that woman said something like this, Son, I want you to go back in the back room. Remember the saddlebags that we bought from, brought from Shunem? I want you to bring that calendar. Remember, we made sure that we had that seven-year calendar before we left Shunem. And I want you to bring that calendar in here. And Brother High, at the end of every day, I believe they took a piece of charcoal and they X'd today off. They X'd today off. They stay faithful and X today off. They serve God in spite of not. Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yadkinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit northwoodbandist.us or you can call us at 336-677-3781 or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.